So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to our very first Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jane Victoria Norlock. Hey, Jane. Hey, Rick. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's wonderful. Just wonderful. I think we're going to have an exciting show. I think this is fun to be here on Thursday. feels different. It's going to mess up my whole week. I don't even know whether it's trash day or not, because it's show day. I'm completely lost. It's it's Thursday. It's Thursday. And we're on the air. What are we doing and, in here? I know. What's going on with that? And we do uh, want to take just one moment at the beginning of the show to wish a very, very happy birthday to a uh, certain fond one of yours. <laughs> yes, it's Ooh. my baby's birthday today. So happy birthday, my love, my heart, my other half, my... He's been kind enough to allow us to bother you, borrow you for just an hour or so. Yeah, he's actually watching a Disney movie in the living room with um, my daughter, sipping Aww. on the red wine that I got him for his birthday. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So. And and so tonight we have with us a uh, an author, a uh, spiritualist, I suppose you could say. Uh, certainly been on Spirit Quests, a uh, water bearer and wisdom carrier. Of 21 years old. Sky, are you with us? Yeah, I am. It's great to finally chat with you guys. Hi. Hi, Sky. <laughs> Hi. So we um, we have a, a ton of questions for you, but um, wow, you're 21. Yeah. And you've <laughs> already written your first novel. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, I guess, to be able to say that, but, I mean, there's a lot of work that I put into it, and I really feel like a 21-year-old, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm an old soul, so I have a lot of wisdom that has been incorporated into it, and um, I don't know, I guess I just kind of have done what I can to share, and I think that my age has kind of um, opened up uh some doors for people that are also young or going through some of the same things that I've been through. And just for our guests who uh, who may not be aware, uh, thought we'd check on this book book thing. And uh, it's a short book. It's about, what, 790 pages? (laughs) It's 
740 pages. 40 pages, okay. Yep. Yeah, so, it's, uh, I guess it's it not a thought, short story. No, it's not. It's a life story is what it is. Absolutely. So I'm going to I'm going to come at you I guess from from the angle of being an author myself who's written a few books guy if that's okay with you. Yeah, um, please do. The only reason that I mentioned your age was simply because I believe that um young people today need to believe in themselves. And um we're really excited actually to be bringing on um someone who is so young in human years who has managed to already successfully publish her first novel because that is, like you said, encouragement for other young people out there to to live and follow their dreams. What I'm curious about, though, love, is because because it is 700 and um, and 40 pages of of you, um, and I imagine it's it's a very personal representation of your journey. And I'm I'm wondering when did you when did you first realize that this was this was your purpose and how did it come about that you decided that it was time to put pen to paper and and tell the story that needed to be told? Well, I've actually been journaling my whole life, so it's actually a published journal of everything that has been going on in my life since the age of ten, and I realize that it's pretty long, but with the way our minds are evolving, uh, people have a tendency to, like, scam or read quickly. So the reason I, like, pretty much included everything is because I felt that there is something in there for everybody and that their mind's eye will just gravitate them towards whatever age that was or whatever phase I was uh, in at that time. But it's just, you know, I I have kind of evolved, uh, I guess, as well, so I kind of wanted to really show um, my progress because it is it is a very personal book, and um, I, but I did feel that it kind of needed to include everything because it is, like I said, a story that people can relate to. Can relate to. How did it How did it feel? Because um, I, I know myself that there there were a lot of barriers personally that I had to overcome with um, with bearing my soul to the world through my work. So how did it, how did it feel to to do that? Were you journaling as a blog for for some time before you decided to publish the entire journal as as novel for people to purchase? Um and were you used to that kind of exposure or was it something you decided to do one day and and how did you come to terms with with basically exposing your inner being to the world? Well, I guess from a young age, I've always been kind of more private, actually, which is actually why I decided to keep the journal. And it was just kind of a means for me to document my thoughts or vent because I have always been so reserved. But as I continue to write, I realized that like a story was manifesting and I kind of had an intention to someday share that but as I got older, I kind of um, felt like it was almost too personal and I there's a lot of kind of shame that I felt like just based on some of the experiences that I've had. So I kind of pushed that idea aside for a while but I, I kept writing it. That's something that I've always... Um, 
consistently done. So it was just, uh, like, I don't know, I guess I just pushed it in the back of my mind, and I thought that someday, you know, I'd write a different story, make something up or something like that. But as I, I guess I experienced my awakening and I realized, like, I transcended my ego and I kind of let go of the shame and um, I guess became more open to sharing my experiences with others. And um, I guess eventually I just, I mean, I, I guess I haven't really thought about it that much. It's, you know, it's my life story. It's my journal, but I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds kind of like the natural progression of, of <laughs> thoughts or wisdom. You know, you just don't think about it, and then you you think about it and think, oh, and so you push it away, and then 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 you think about it, and it seems normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I put it online, and that was that. <laughs> I was just glad to get it up because <laughs> it was a big project. But, I mean, I, I have a big heart. I'd like to share um, my experiences with people in hopes that it will help them as well. So, so I guess this, it was... Um, Sorry, this, that's okay. It goes back to, back to, you said you started journaling when you were 10 years old? Yep. And so it, it documents the journey from... From the age of ten, so is this a book that really could be embraced by all ages? Yeah, totally. I think that there's something in there for everybody, which is why I decided to include those early years because not only do they offer a lot of insight about what goes on in um, the minds of young people growing up in this postmodern society, but um, I feel that it can be kind of entertaining even to a certain extent for people that have kind of gone through the same things. So. And uh, I I just wanted to focus for just a second on something that you had said. Um, I hear from, in in my work and travels around the Internet, uh, from some young people that are, uh, disappointed or frustrated that they don't have anyone that they can talk to about some of the things they're thinking. And you had mentioned that one of the things that journaling did for you was you were kind of reserved and just didn't talk to people. Um, so it was like an ongoing conversation with yourself and that maybe journaling yeah. might be a great outlet, a great bridge for those folks that aren't finding somebody right next to them that they can talk to about the things they're thinking about. Yeah, it was definitely a great way to express what was going on in my head. And there were times um, in my life where I didn't journal. So when I was writing, I had to um, incorporate some of um, these sections that I had left out. And those were always the worst times because I wasn't getting any of these emotions out. And as a result, I would turn to chemicals because addiction is part of my story. And... I feel that if I had been actively writing it, then um, my life probably would have been more different. But, I mean, it was part of my experience that I had to go through as well. So, Well, sure, sure. We all have, we all have ups and downs, and some people argue about whether the, the journaling was what was happening or if the journaling stopped because the other changed. It's which came first, the chicken or the egg. But, yeah. Uh, 
but I think it is a great way for uh, folks of any age that find themselves, you know, opening to new ideas and, and but don't find someone person in their immediate surroundings that they can talk to about it. Get the conversation going on paper, in your head, whatever. Um, I think that's fantastic. At, at age 10, so it, is journaling something you were encouraged to do, or how did you come across that? I actually, I kept my journals very private, so not only was it my emotions that were kind of hidden, but it was also that aspect of my life. And eventually I got a little older, and I mentioned something to my grandma, but um, yeah. So just something you felt like doing, not not you know your parents or somebody said journaling would be good. You, you just took off writing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I love it though. I can't get enough Fantastic. of it. Even today, I'm always thinking about new ideas for essays and all sorts of things. Something that I've really grown to be passionate about. So. It's a it's a journal of of your life experiences and it encompasses I guess all the experience and the wisdom that you've you've gained um through the things that you've been through and through the things that you've seen. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of inner wisdom there as well. Um there's mention of a of a vision quest that you went on. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? If you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Well, it <laughs> was 44 nights in the forest, pretty much by myself. I mean, I'd run into people on the trail, but during this time, I did a 26-day fast. Like, a 30 of the days total were fasting, but I did the 26-day one while doing a 30-mile trek uphill pretty much the entire way with the, like, 50, 60-pound backpack on and um, just really... I guess had some pretty amazing experiences. I wanted to do something similar to what I guess the prophets from the past is, so like people like Buddha and Jesus. And I just kind of went for it. I mean, there's times where I wanted to. <laughs> I was like totally reconsidering if that's what I need to be doing. But I mean, I just kept going. I had some pretty amazing visions and astral projections while I was in there. And um, I had a lot of things revealed to me as well, since I'm pretty clairvoyant. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, how old how old were you when you undertook the quest? This was on? when I was 20 years old. Okay, so that was when you were 20. Now, yeah, I was about to turn 21. I'm guessing that you were guided to do that. Uh, did you research um, and prepare in advance? What, <laughs> what kind of preparations did you make? I had a backpack. I came across a sleeping bag that somebody gave me, and um, somebody else provided me with a tent that I ended up trading for a smaller tent to do this trek. But, I mean, I didn't know anything about fasting, hardly. <laughs> and I just, I guess you could say I have a lot of determination, and I knew that I needed to 
throw myself into something like that, and I didn't really want to devote the time so much to, I guess, thinking about it as much as I wanted to devote the time to benefiting from the results. So, so the yeah. the call was there, and you just went. Yeah, I just answered. I, I have a lot of faith that everything will work out the way that it's supposed to. I mean, my whole life I felt like there's been kind of like a trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> that I've been following, and I mean, I could sit, sit around and, like, I guess philosophize what they all mean, but I found that just through action I usually end up being granted the results that I need. So. Mm-hmm. So can you can you share with us some of the things that you some of the things that you experienced and witnessed during your time alone out in the wilderness? Cause that really has my curiosity peaked. Oh, jeez. Well, there's so many. I mean, I could probably read an entire book on just what happened in the, in the forest, but I completely like detach myself from this physical plane. I traveled into like an entirely different realm. It was like a fifth dimensional earth. So I pretty much saw the new earth that we're going to eventually all uh, send into. So it wasn't part of a space-time continuum. I mean, it was still present, but it was a planet that could go to any part of it. We were all time traveling in and out of... (laughs) Anywhere, I mean, because it's all possible when you consider it non-locality. But I just felt completely liberated. I mean, my body had been shape-shifting. You know, there's some times where I'd feel, like, almost 2D, where everything was anime. And other times I'd, like, be, like, an alien. And other times I'd be, like, in human form. And I saw all these angels and different beings that were just, like projecting <laughs> symbols into my mind and by the end of it everything everything that I saw just eventually turned to white and all these angels were singing to me and like it's I guess you could compare it to the experiences that Enoch had when he had his astral projections and saw all the angels in heaven and I guess that's kind of what I had been experiencing but it was more new age because now our minds are kind of evolved to really comprehend uh, I guess the divine in a different manner than we have in the past. So it was kind of interesting to perceive it that way. Wow. Very, and, and uh, I like the fact that you, you, not to step backwards in the conversation, but you, you, you felt the need or desire to do something like that, dive into something deep like that. But rather than read up on exactly what did all of these people do, it's like you didn't seek to do what the others did exactly, just to go look for what they looked for, so to speak, because you just, you didn't, uh, like you said, you didn't even really know that much about fasting. So you didn't, you know, have three days of preparation for your vision quest trek and and a vision quest guider and a you just took off. Yeah. And 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 you know to to let folks know uh of any age again but but particularly uh any of our young listeners 
you don't have to have uh, I hear people say, you know, I'd like to something or other, but I don't know how. And and what I get from your story is you just you knew you didn't exactly have to know how it would that that would work itself out if you just went. Yeah. And of course, I guess if you're planning on fasting, it makes it easier to pack food. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I didn't have to worry about the bears coming and finding me either. Because I mean, when I went in, there were some concerns that were just the natural human reaction to being in the woods alone <laughs> for that long. But well, sure. that was definitely one of the benefits. <laughs> now this um, this brings up a huge question for me now that um, I think people would probably be interested to hear the answer to. How much support do you have for for the work that you do from your family and friends? Um, I mean, I know if I told my family I was going off for 40 days and 40 nights into the bush, they'd think I was right loopy. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering if... Um, do you have the support of your family and friends, and do you have a, a close circle that you can that you can turn to when you get it in your head to go follow your inner voice? Well, for uh, that specific fast, part of my spiritual journey was I had to literally surrender pretty much everything I had known. So that included my friends and my family, you know, my things, my home, because I had been homeless prior to this, just living life through the eyes of a homeless person. But so my my family didn't really know what was going on so much. I mean, I called them when I got out and told them, and I got mixed reviews, actually. Um, my uh, siblings aren't okay with what I'm doing. Um, my dad is kind of supportive, but, I mean, I honestly, to be <laughs> I don't get that much support, but I guess it's just something, another job that I've <laughs> uh, had to fill, so, yeah. So where do you, what do you see as, as being your next step, your next adventure? Do you ever plan that far ahead? I'm just curious. Um, well, what, actually, what do you... I do have somewhat of a plan, <laughs> and okay. it includes um, going out to Sedona next week. So I'm in New Jersey right now. I have been for a few weeks, and I kind of need a change of scenery. It's getting a little cold, and I'm actually uh, starting to interact with other people that are like-minded. So I have been, since I have been craving that uh like a social network that uh, you just brought up. I'm going to be traveling with another girl that's interested in the same things, and um, somebody else is flying in from Canada, and we're going to do a road trip out there and uh, then head out probably to Mount Shasta. I mean, we haven't planned it too far ahead, but at least I know which direction I'm headed, I guess, because now that I've been traveling, I haven't so much. What if you make it Montreal way, drop me an email a couple of days before you get here, and you will have a, a – I can't guarantee you a bed so much as because we live in a two-bedroom with two kids and 
two adults, but um, I can definitely give you a blow-up mattress and a place to sleep and food for a couple of days if you guys need to rest and get off the road. I would be more than happy to put you up. So you've got at least oh, one shelter great, yeah. there if you need nice it in suffer. the Montreal where, area. Where do you live? <laughs> Montreal area um, for Quebec, Canada. So. Oh, well, I, I honestly, I don't think we're going to be up there. I don't even have a passport. They won't let me out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but I mean that's okay. America needs me, so I'm more than happy to stay in this country. Couldn't say that a year ago, but this is where I belong. So we have um, we have somebody in the chat room, a very good friend of ours, and I'm I'm just going to mention his now. His name is um, his name is Bill. Um, he runs Inner Child Radio, and um, he, he's asking a question. Did, did you say Jersey as in New Jersey? Yes, New Jersey. Yes. Okay, so Bill, she did say New Jersey, so if you've got a comment there, just type that in, love. And um, interesting enough, interestingly enough, we're going to put this out there, too. We might as well connect you guys now. <laughs> Bill happens yes. to um, run a publishing company. But more importantly, Bill oh. is sort of the sort of the uh, poobah of a, a family. We call it a family. We act like family. An amazing, um, an amazing family. And, Bill's um, like that. <laughs> it's called the Inner Child Family, and uh, he's got a Ning social group, um, and uh, it's uh, it's a great place for uh, uh, the ones without a family. Because you know the famous philosopher once what was a Greek philosopher I think said uh, members of the same family are rarely born under the same roof and um, uh, uh, so it, it, we'd like to invite you to come come over there anyway and check check it out yeah yeah. yeah. Open-armed, open-hearted invitation to come check it out, bunch, and just just in case what, you're needing that support. That um, what's and writers and you know. Oh, great! Thank you. Yeah, that's. You'll have to send me maybe a link with some more information. We will absolutely do that. So you're you're meeting up with um meeting up with a couple of people. You're hitting the road, and um, I I'm guessing you're going to journal that whole adventure. As well? Well, I'll probably be doing the occasional blog. What I've been working on right now is actually uh, doing. I'm doing a lot of meditation and even just editing some of the stuff that I have already written. So I guess a lot of my energy is going to go to that. But, I mean, maybe every few weeks I'll be able to uh, write something. And what I want to get more into is the video blogs because I'm enjoying doing those. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Send a link. Yeah, I it I am. I I honestly got to say cuz I'm I'm because you are so young in years, human years. Um <laughs> I I understand though that old soul mentality. Um so what at what age did you become aware of who you were? I was and 19 when I found out that I was the water bearer. I mean, it was a gradual process. 
but that's when I had started to wake up. Okay. So and and <laughs> very interesting awakening, and I'm sure that uh, if anybody reads my book, they'll get a few laughs out of um, the whole process because it was really <laughs> kind of a trip, I guess you could say. <laughs> The process is never dull, is it? Because there's so no, no, these messages all. and stuff that comes your way, and you're kind of, you know, for the most part going, really? That didn't just happen, did it? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. That That's one of my <laughs> famous my famous things to do is go, no, 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 I'm not. No, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I can't be that. Um, and there's a little bit of a resistance at first because it, it can be rather shocking. Um, so can you explain to me a little more about um, what being the water bearer means and um, what that represents so that our, our listeners and our guests can can understand it more deeply? Well, it's definitely takes a lot of responsibility, probably more than I imagined it would at first. I mean, I went from a total slacker to somebody that had to save the world. I mean, I, I have found that if I try to label myself, it tends to contradict. So I guess I really won't say that. But I mean, through my own awakening and remembering, um, I guess, my origins, uh, I've just really learned to, I guess, say Stay centered in my heart. So, I mean, on a regular basis now, it feels like it's <laughs> it's raining love in my soul is the best way to, I guess, describe like this path because it's just filled with so much like appreciation for the small things because I've had so many like transformational experiences that I have learned to take even the simplest things um, to heart, things that I probably wouldn't have ever noticed. And I guess I'm excited to share what I've learned with everybody so that uh, they can experience the same amount of gratitude. And, I mean, there there have been a lot of tough times, as you can imagine, especially because I was waking up alone and you know, I questioned my sanity quite a bit I can tell you that but it's been a really positive experience and looking back on it I'm I am the kind of person that I wanted to be just a few years ago and that's an amazing thing to say because if I hadn't have woken up if I would have had to conform to the system I, I wouldn't have had any of these experiences and I couldn't say that I am the kind of person that I wanted to be That answers your question. It yeah, no, it really does. <laughs> yeah. It it really does. She's just surprised. <laughs> I, uh, pleasantly surprised, but that's that's okay. Um it, you you have to forgive forgive my um my inability to commun- communicate clearly this evening. <laughs> I'm I am surprised, yes. Pleasantly so. Um I've seen a lot of fakes in my in my time um doing this kind of work and i i hate saying that but it it's true there's there's a lot of people out there pretending to be things they're not and here you are just 
being what you are and not thinking that it's <laughs> it's anything that special really <laughs> which which I mean is, I'm just doing what I was born to do just like everybody else I mean even people that are fake like I don't even like to call them fake because they are being themselves <laughs> like, which is regardless true, which is of true. who they it's, pretend to be I mean if that makes sense like yeah, no, it totally makes it sense. Does. It does. Totally <laughs> fake people are naturally fake people, so they're still real. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they are they're 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 real in and playing the role that they were exactly meant to play, which is yeah. You know, and awesome. I feel that even false prophets. Sorry, um, I said I I feel that even false prophets though are here simply to teach us about false prophets, and um, we are evolving to have Christ consciousness. And that's why so many people are associating themselves with Messiah figures or prophets because they are having experiences that are associated to those in the past. So it is a common, um, I guess, I don't want to say misconception, but a common assumption that is nothing but natural for the age that we're in or entering. Well put. Mm-hmm. Very well put. Very well put. Um, <laughs> you, you've managed to um, come to terms with your your connection, um, while at the same time finding a real appreciation for the fact that everybody else is connected as well, and that that's very very cool at um, a young age and thank goodness for for the young people that are coming out today man I'm telling you <laughs> the world is going to change like people yeah. were never prepared to see um, <laughs> it, which is amazing and incredible and exciting people, people with the boldness to just be who they are gosh amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's really really cool um especially when you do have to to deal with uh family or friends who who may not necessarily support or understand your chosen path yeah so uh, kudos to you for for having the courage to keep walking oh thank what, you <laughs> what advice would you cuz this is this is an interesting um an interesting path that you've chosen. What advice would you give to other young people out there who are stepping onto that path and and um, becoming aware of their connection and choosing their different um, varied ways of expressing that connection? Well, I found, since I am the goddess of wisdom and knowledge, that uh, learning about a lot of uh, esoteric philosophies and a variety of subjects has really helped answer my own questions and assist me in my enlightenment. So that's something that I definitely recommend, but also connecting with your soul because everybody's path is different, and you can do that just by simply spending time with yourself, and that was something that I struggled with for a while because a lot of young people, uh, they tend to be so connected, almost like too connected to, like, the social scenes in this world, and many people, I mean, at least, like, the cliques that I hung out with, we were all just really codependent on each other. We, like, didn't like having alone time, and if we weren't together, like, we were always, 
kind of like preoccupied with whatever plans we had or um uh, if you get what I mean but uh so I think that stepping away for just shorter periods of time to develop a relationship with myself that I hadn't had an opportunity to establish has helped me in just kind of um taking that time to really reflect on my own character because in this society people are so susceptible to kind of developing labels or hiding behind labels. And until you uh, remove those labels or remove, um, like, the kind of social scenarios that cause you to believe uh, certain things about your character, you're not ever going to have the opportunity to really tune into your own inner essence. Right. There's a lot of strategies, I guess, to become conscious. And there's other spiritual teachers that will say meditation and all these other things. But I feel like young people have a hard time throwing themselves into that right away, which is why I like to personally um, go on Spirit Quest because it's kind of something to... Uh, do so I have an adventure but it's still incorporating meditation because that was a really hard thing for me to start I guess you could say being young and active so so since you since you brought up the word meditation um I'm gonna throw another one out there for you and Rick's gonna kill me at some point for talking too much but um, oh no you're fine I, I find I find as a writer um that my meditation is my pen uh, do you do you find the same the same connection when you put pen to paper? Does um, that inner being just flow easily out through you and come naturally, or is it something that you have to think about? Um, hmm. I guess you can say that, but I guess I I, I write a lot in my head. So sometimes I will think about what I want to say, and and then I will sit down and write about it. But there were times, I guess, when I was journaling more. I mean, it, it's just two, like, I guess it's just two different things in my mind. But now that I think about it, when I was journaling a lot, there are quite a few journals, actually, where I would be writing, not necessarily automatic writing, but I'd be at a park, like, at sunrise or something, just writing, and that was kind of a meditation for me, almost like a release, but learning to quiet the mind and to practice non-action, practice not thinking has been, I guess, a whole new journey for me. And I guess the the idea of the spirit quest was attractive to you because uh, you, you kept saying, you know, being young, being active. I think it has a lot to do with the society that we live in, too. There's a lot of static. There's a lot of stimulation. And a lot of, dis- yeah, lots of Beamed at you 24-7, <laughs> you know. Um, watch this. Eat this. Buy this. Look here. Go there. Just, it really, it... it uh, it can be very, very distracting. Uh, yeah. 
So, but the progress that you make when you do step away from that is so much faster than if you were to have stayed in this society and just tried meditating on a regular basis. If you just step away even for a couple of days, the first spirit quest that I went on was just four days, and I literally just <laughs> grabbed a backpack, left my phone at home, um, and went and lived at this park near my house for just <laughs> four days, and I had such an amazing transformation just in that little time. I mean, the 26-day one was when I reached, um, I guess, spiritual completion. But this four-day one, I, I hadn't fast. I did one, a one-day fast during this time, but I still had similar experiences. So it doesn't have to be anything completely drastic. But to just simply put yourself in that situation will automatically open you up to a lot of information that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get if you were staring at the TV or sitting in a classroom or even at work. So so even disconnecting for a weekend, uh, yeah. like you said, doesn't have to be a 44-day quest. Uh, uh, certainly not to start with, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how eager our souls are to show us this information and uh, they try during our dreams we're much wiser in our dreams and that's when our souls or subconscious minds whatever you want to call it will communicate with us but since we're not always conscious of that it helps to get away and put ourselves in a situation where we can give them that undivided attention because otherwise it might be hard to decipher the symbols or understand some of the messages that they receive or they try to um, show us. So you can feel the the eagerness from spirit, shall we say, from source, from your soul to communicate with you. Oh, definitely. And I think it's easier to do it outside. I mean, just last night I (laughs) set up a hammock and slept outside just because it's, so much easier for me to really focus on my spirituality when I'm away from everything else and I just have that independence and that feeling of liberation and considering my path my path it makes it um it's kind of a ne- necessary part just because I'm always receiving so much information even Muhammad and all the other prophets would have to go out into the woods and do this but I guess it kind of depends on what somebody is intending for themselves. I mean, I'm not going to like recommend doing drastic spirit quests because not everybody needs to do that, but they do need to, I feel, take time to at least find, I guess you could say, a plan that works for them. Well, and you said early uh, in the conversation, uh, learning to quiet your mind and not think. So even yeah. even if it is a daily meditation practice, better that than a, a, a daily television watching habit. Oh, definitely. Well, not only does it help to rewire brains too, but it just it kind of lifts us out and helps us to detach from this material world. To go beyond to the third dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So do you find, um, now that you've 
I mean, for you, it's been a progression, and you've obviously been listening to that um, inner voice for for years. But do you find that the more in tune you become with it, and the more um, the more willing you are to act on those, you know, intuitions and those that inner guidance, does life flow a lot more easily for you? Yeah, any direction I walk in, I feel like there's just a path of stepping stones just laid out in front of me. It's really a, an amazing feeling. It takes a lot of, I guess, worry off my plate when I know that the universe is kind of just there every step of my way, step of the way, helping me. And I mean, but that's it has nothing to do with my past. Like if everybody were to connect with the divine, they'd have similar experiences. So you see the the potentiality for, for every single person on the planet to, oh, to connect totally. in that way. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I mean, like, like I guess I, since I had been woken up by the divine prior to a lot of other people's awakenings, I guess. Like, I kind of have that, like, a different insight, I guess you can say, but if anybody, if anybody else's higher selves were to have, like, expected the same from anybody else, they would have eventually, like, been experiencing the same thing as I am right now. But it's just I had that extra push <laughs> to get me up. <laughs> but everybody's equal. We're all the same. It's, I don't know. That answers your question. Well, and you've sort of followed the lead, and you've said now it's become your passion. Um, yeah. Nestor, I, I have been known to channel, and uh, Nestor just jumps up and down about trying to get people to follow their passion. And um, you would would you say that learning to uh, quiet your mind and listen inside is sort of key to helping you identify and, and, and follow those tugs to, that led you to your passion? Like it might, it'll lead someone else to something different, perhaps, because that's their passion, but... Um, would you say that it was the inner listening that helped you go that way? Yeah, definitely. And I, I do practice complete surrender. I consider myself to be what uh, a knight of faith is what uh, Soren Kierkegaard termed it. So I would do like whatever the creator requests of me, regardless of whether or not it's rational by man, because not very many people see um, my actions is <laughs> I guess sensible I well I guess it depends on who I'm talking to but I have found that through um, the surrender is really how I've um, really became in tune to my life purpose and just through making those steps and achieving fulfillment is what has led me to that joy because at first there was a lot of pains associated with it and now I'm kind of at a point where I've kind of plateaued, so it's not complete um, 
surrender so much anymore as in learning to become sovereign. So I'm learning to make my own choices, to tune out all the chatter that's in my head because sometimes, like, they're kind of too much for me. And as the water bear, I am now even, and it's kind of paradoxical, but I'm also expected to be using my own judgment from now on because I have been, I have achieved godhood, and that's something that I achieved when I was in the forest, when I achieved spiritual enlightenment. <laughs> right, keep your own counsel. <laughs> she yep. says it so casually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Casually. And that's nice. probably been one of the harder things, to be honest, is to really, I guess, take back that personal power after having my will been surrendered for so long. <laughs> well, but it's a little of it's a little of both because it's us on both sides. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean about uh, following your own thing. Uh, I know someone that I work with that doesn't ever listen to any of the things I send her that I say, oh, this is great. You got to listen to this. She doesn't ever listen to any of that because she has her own words and her own judgment and her own decisions. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's definitely different stages of existence. That would be Gene up there. uh, He he does love to give me a hard time, but it's true that um, after years of, of, of doing what you're doing, Sky. I I finally got to the point where I had to shut out. Um, I had to shut out all those other writers and all those other teachers and all those other uh, other guides and gurus and and all of them and just shut them out and and just not look at what they're doing anymore um, because I've got stuff that I have to do and um, I can't be dedicating my time and my energy to learning the things that they've learned. I'm supposed to be dedicating my time and energy to, to communicating and learning them for myself and then going ahead and sharing that. So I get you. exactly where I get exactly where you're coming from. Um, I, you know, I, I will try to, to send you, um, a couple PDFs of, of all three of my books. And if you're willing to send me, send me yours, um, we could do a switch off, but I, I, something tells me our journeys were very similar, although I haven't gone into the bush and lived on my own. I did take off um, on two weeks notice. <laughs> and go to third world. <laughs> no, well, I took off and on two weeks notice and went through third world country. Um, oh, just wow. with, just because. <laughs> wow. I was told I yeah, had well, to go there. I want so to about that. I went. She was, she was told she had to go to the Philippines. So off she went. Yeah, wow. I would have gone sooner than two weeks, but it took me two weeks to get the passport and everything arranged at work, and I had to give my notice and all that stuff. So I get where you're coming from. I, I respect um, the courage that it takes to do um, what you do, coming from a place of understanding where I know that, you know, it's not it's not always easy. There's there's a lot of, especially in, in the first little while, a lot of inner turmoil. Um, yeah. And that, am I going crazy? <laughs> yeah. Question that does pop and that's into so your common, head. too. It, it's very common. I do it's get where you're coming from. Yeah. It it's is, uh, but that's okay because that's why we do what we do, why we bring guests like yeah. you on, and so that we can <laughs> let other people know out there that they're not alone on this yeah. journey and that it's okay. And you're not crazy. <laughs> you're not crazy. It's okay. Spirit is talking to you. Darn it. You just need to listen and um, yeah. don't be afraid to follow what it what it tells you to do. Because yeah. it will always take care of you. 
So incredible, incredible. I was going to say, even, like, I found um, in my own experiences where my guides seemed to be, like, leading me, I guess, off course or what I thought would be off course because it wasn't really, like, on the straight up narrow, like, the society expects from so many. But those were the times where I had always learned the most. And even though some of the experiences that it had led me into were humiliating, it's through that that I have probably, I guess, gained the most strength. So it's just important to always uh, trust the spiritual path because there's a reason why our guides do what they do and expect us to uh, trust that. So where can, um, before we, because, well, we're not going to run out of time, but um, so that we can let people know now, and we're obviously going to have it up on the website, but where can people find this this incredible 740-page volume that you have to offer? Well, it's on my blog spot right now, and it's actually something that I have decided to keep an ebook, and I know that that can kind of be a pain for some people, but my intention with that was to not only show the trees a little bit more mercy, but we're going into the age of Aquarius, so it's the age of technology, and I want to really create a bridge to kind of force people to uh, learn to adapt to this. So it's going to be online, ebook only. I'm not going to be touching it again for at least a month or two. And uh, according to prophecy, so this book is the second book in Revelations. So in Revelations, there's two books that are said to bring about the new age. The seven-sealed book is actually the Harry Potter series. The symbolism matches up perfectly. And then my book, Waking Eve, is actually the second book. So this is the one that's described as... um, Sweet to the mouth, bitter to the stomach, and it contains all of the creator secrets that Lady Wisdom, I, my soul, is said to have. And it's then presented by a uh, mighty angel that's said to have all this public influence with like legs of pillars and ones on the land and ones in the sea, and the feet are both planted. So this actually matches up with Stephen Colbert. So I'm eventually going to send this book to him. So I'll print off like one copy, and um, I'm gonna wait to do that though because I feel that I still have some work to do on myself, and I want to wait until I'm 22 because um, it seems a lot older <laughs> for some reason. So that's when a lot of the prophecies are gonna start manifesting. Well, I guess they already are, but I'm just I'm curious that because. Sorry, when do you turn 22, hon? In February, so I'm an Aquarius. Okay, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. In but the month I'm of two, she turns 22. To... Yep, 22. So. Sorry. <laughs> we get over it. I mean, everybody's going to be waking up anyways. Like, everybody's on their own path, and I'll be getting more involved with um, I guess radio stations or interviews. I mean, I don't really have that much of an agenda, as I've said, but uh, just to give you guys somewhat of a timeline for these events. 
that's what it would be. <laughs> well, we'll definitely um, we'll definitely keep in touch and keep an eye on you and and hopefully bring you back on again. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, check in with true. you on that's the journey. Yeah, Thank you. For sure. Yeah. Um, so when do you leave on your grand adventure? Well, I'm taking a bus down to Florida on Saturday to meet up with a girl that I'm traveling with. And then I believe we're leaving on Thursday to go to Arizona, to Sedona. So. Well, that seems a natural place to be going. Yeah, definitely. And I really want to be throwing myself into more spiritual things and connecting with other like-minded individuals. So I've been traveling for a while, but I haven't really gotten too much into spiritual networks yet. So that's going to be a treat for me. Oh, I think it's going to be uh I think it's going to be a wonderful treat for you. And uh yeah. uh I've put your links up in the uh, chat room. We'll have them up in our uh, on our website as well with the uh show recording. Uh, folks uh connect up. We've got uh we've got friends from one end of the country to the other and one end of the planet to the other, so Okay. Uh, you do too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bill was already mentioning he's going to be back home in New Jersey in a couple of days. So, um, <laughs> oh, um, really? We'll, we'll make sure that we uh, we connect you with him as well. Um, okay, great. Yeah. And so that's the inner child family. And is is there anything before we before we head off at the end of our hour? Or is there anything that if you had the chance to just you know give people a message and and let them know what what you feel is one of the most important things for them to understand right now in these times that are are so chaotic but oh so exciting what what would it be well the chaos is definitely present and i know in my own experience i feel that throughout my awakening i felt like a lot of these things that were prophesied to happen didn't seem possible at that time because right now our world seems like a giant group of people all tied together pulling in different directions because everybody has a different perception of what's forward and as a result we're not making progress because we're not working together but what if we want to be seeing the same thing people need to instead of looking to what they perceive what they personally perceive as forward we need to instead be looking up because there are an infinite amount of beings in the higher dimensions that are standing literally right next to us, willing to help us, like willing to get us out of this mess that we are in. And, and although it may seem completely chaotic right now, it's through connecting with your own guide right above you that and you're going to be freed personally from what's going on, and eventually everybody is going to experience the same uh, realiza- realization because there is a divine uh, plan for our souls, and everything that has been prophesied to happen has happened, and that's not about to stop. So I guess just ridding yourself from fear and developing a stronger sense of faith is what is going to help uh everybody on a personal level and one by one if everybody were to do that eventually through this paradigm shift we're all going to be I guess 
not necessarily untied, but we won't be playing this game of tug of war anymore because we're going to be pulled up to where all of our creators are who stand right above us, eventually having the same opportunities that they did to create the way they have. Hmm. Sophia. And if yeah, and if we are looking up, only then will we see the same thing. So I guess positivity will really get us up this mess. Hmm. Absolutely. What a wonderful place to uh pause in our conversation. Uh, <laughs> we won't say that it's over. Uh no, no, because, not even uh, close. We, like I said, we would Love to have you check in with us from time to time on a Tuesday or Thursday evening from the road, and we'll uh, uh, that way your uh, uh, some of your thoughts along the way will be available on podcast on iTunes for everyone. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would definitely be, it, be interested in that. It, it would be nice so. for you to check in every once in a while. If um, keep in touch with Frick and I, and let us know how things are progressing, and if you if you feel you're going to make land long enough to to do a show, let us know. Drop us a line. Um, yeah. Before we before we say goodnight to you, just want to um, say hi to everybody um, in the chat room tonight. So we've got um, Rebecca Heston and um, Bill from Inner Child Radio, and um, I don't know which guest you are, love, but guest seven eight one nine and guest eight one four five. Hello to them as well, um, and hi. and. Guy, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and being willing to share and open up. Um, well, thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. It was a treat for me, for sure. And thank you to all of uh, the listeners. And I hope this answered your questions. And uh, feel free to take a look at my site and even message me if you have any questions, further questions. So. Wonderful. All right. Well, folks, like I said, the links will be up on the article. It's uh, theyoungmatreya.blogspot.com or uh, skymatreya on Twitter. And uh, thanks for being with us. I hope you'll join us on uh, Tuesday evening when we have a chat with uh, Paige Bartholomew. But thank you, Sky, uh, for being. Yeah, you guys have a good night. And Yeah, you again. too, love. And happy journeys. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Take care. Night. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared, 
and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.